I can't believe I let you back in here. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that now. On this episode, we repack everything from TravCon 2021, and I talked to my uh, TravCon partner. We were the... Buddy's a little... It's a little friendly for me. Yeah, you know, we were the Lone Rangers there, and there's two of us. We weren't exactly lone. Dynamic duo, maybe? Maybe. From TravCon 2021, Atlas Contingent, we unpack everything that happened there and talk about maybe what's to come. Hmm. Atlas All Access starts now. Yeah, like I said, I can't believe I let you back in here after the uh, like, after the Dallas after episode. The Dallas one, it's literally the next one after the Dallas Absolutely. one. Absolutely, yeah. But let's uh, let let's let's talk about Travcon twenty twenty one because okay. it was considerably different than every other year I think that I've ever experienced there myself. You've been to a few of them now. It was not the same. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of what's going on in the world made it different. I think the location of where the conference was mm -hmm. made it feel different. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of things that added up to a different experience. It was a much larger space. This was the first, technically last year, was supposed to be the first year at the Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, connected to Bally's, if any of you are familiar with Las Vegas, it was in Bally's for a few years. Before that, it was at Planet Hollywood for one year. And then even before that, it was at the Flamingo and the Rio. So smaller venues. This is by far the largest venue they've ever had. And with attendance was still good. Yep. It wasn't great. Attendance was down, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, but attendance was still good. But the space was very large. There's a lot of room to grow, I believe, from, oh, yeah. from what I felt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of space. Um, but even with all that space, I mean, there were all the other agencies, the mm -hmm. vendors, like the space felt full. It felt pretty well used, mm -hmm. um, but it was nice having that space to kind of like keep our distance from everybody. And it, I don't know, it was, it was super comfortable. Yeah. And I'm going to get to that a little bit later on. My kind of, and when we get to just my opinion is the safety of all of it. I will get to that though. It's all positive. It's, it's all a very good thing. And I was, I, I didn't know what to expect going into this year. And I think I told a lot of travelers that too, as we talked. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if you were going to be here. We saw a ton of familiar faces. We saw about 400 new faces, from what I understand. And that number is only going to go up. Uh, but it, it was, it, I, I, I do not regret going at all. The TravCon committee did a fantastic job. I think you and I probably could have used one or two more people there. Probably. Uh, but we handled it just fine. In the spouse's spot, that spouse's area, right as you came in the front door, was a lot of fun with the uh, inflatable, inflatable furniture. furniture. Yes. That was a hit. The What, what, what did you call it? The uh, fine, fine, finest crafted Amish inflatable furniture money can buy. Yep. Handcrafted. It was great. And then we ended up giving it all away to travelers by the end of the... Uh, by the end of the show. I think people were more excited to get the furniture than they were that we were actually there. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. So we will we will get into TravCon just a little future plans a little bit more. I'll spend some more time at the last segment. So give me your closing thoughts maybe on this year's TravCon and, and what, what you experienced. 
I think it was good. I'm glad that we went in the way that we did. Um, you know, the way that we've gone to TravCon in the past, I just, I still stand pretty firmly behind. We did the right thing by mm -hmm. limiting who we sent. But I think that it was important that we were there. I think it was important that we continue to show support for the conference and for travelers. And, you know, mm -hmm. we did what we could in the world that we are in right now. So I, I thought it was fantastic. A lot of a lot of people, I think, really needed it. So I think so, too. And I heard that over and over again. Like, we really needed this. And quite honestly, I think a lot of nurses that didn't get to go needed it as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's next year, quite honestly. Hopefully. So we'll see. Industry news. I got a couple different things here. Uh, the first one should not surprise you. Uh, just from a pure compliance standpoint, it is not getting any easier out there. So, and every company I talked to at TravCon said their number one concern, headache, whatever it is, is compliance. That is the one thing that they cannot keep up with. And that's honestly, that's where our biggest pain point is probably as well. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. A lot of companies, you know, just like us, we're, you know, hitting records week after week in terms of of people that are taking advantage of the higher bill rates, mm -hmm. the lower COVID numbers, the higher COVID numbers. And, you know, it's it's great as an agency to see more and more people wanting to work with you. But mm -hmm. as that volume grows, especially as fast as it is and as quickly as a lot of hospitals need people to start, compliance is the linchpin in that whole process. And you're putting more and more stress on it. And I mean, it's it's hard. It's a growing pain. We had a lot of time to talk with the guys from Kamana who have been on the show before, particularly the two guys that started it, and then a couple of guys here that live locally in Omaha that work for them now. Uh, I, that seems to be a, a growing uh, option for travelers to mm -hmm. kind of keep all of their paperwork in one place. Not that you necessarily want to shift all of that responsibility onto the traveler, but at the same time, it's 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 on each each of you, each each traveler, to make sure that you know exactly where you are with licenses, immunizations, you name it, right? And Kamana gives you the option to keep it all in one place digitally and mm -hmm. then send it to whoever you want. You send it to any agency you want, us, anybody, doesn't matter, as long as they're part of that uh, the Kamana platform. I got my first profile from the Kamana platform yesterday from nice. Josh. There we go. So, and it's all his work history is all laid out, super easy. It's bing, bang, boom, and... Here's a skills checklist, and off we go. It's If you have looked at it before, look at it again. It has changed and gotten, not that it was bad in the beginning, because it certainly wasn't. The ideas were there, but the the concept behind it has gotten, has become real, quite honestly. Yeah. So a lot of things they talked about in the cloud or very nebulous two years ago exists right now within their platform. So uh, the second bit of industry news is vaccine requirements. We are almost seeing that as a across the board requirement now right i mean i don't i don't know and this happened i don't want to say it happened overnight it happened quickly within a few months almost to the levels of flu vaccine yeah i mean we went from it was a big deal because every day was four or five new major hospital systems mm -hmm. all saying we are requiring this or some form of of declination mm -hmm. to now we don't really see many of those emails, but it's because just about every system mm -hmm. 
already requires it. So and virtually none of them accept a declination anymore. Yeah. New York State kind of led the way on that one, and then pretty much all of them. Yeah, you have you just followed in line. At this point, medical declinations are probably about the only way to Possibly. to go, and mm-hmm. that's because it's medical. You know, you have a doctor signing off on something, but Correct. even that's. That's a stretch with That's some hospitals. Few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen nearly as often. The last little bit of industry news is very selfishly us. The Dallas office is growing. You were you were down you were down there. I was down there two weeks before Travcon. That's right. And I was down there two weeks before that, probably. Yep. And I saw the current office, which is very small. Mm-hmm. And then the new office that we just signed a lease in. So breaking news. Put it right it's down in, here, Nathan. Breaking news. It's in right Cowboy here. Stadium. It is Box not. Office. It is not. That is not true. That's not it? That is not true. Oh, the no. rumors are false, people. Oh, gosh. I wouldn't be surprised, quite honestly, if that rumor <laughs> was out there, to be honest. There's a lot of sillier ones, quite honestly. Uh, no, we did sign a very uh, a new lease, which will allow us for multiple years worth of growth in the Dallas market. And that, I can tell you right now, the growth is going to come from the Dallas market. Not oh, that we yeah. don't have great recruiters here, right? We have great recruiters nationwide. The recruiters that we have in the Dallas market right now are awesome. And they are only going to get better. Better than you, probably. It's not a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to just my opinion. This year at TravCon, I, I saw a lot of things. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I am confident in our decision that we made before TravCon to not do all of our pre-show events. Mm-hmm. I had the backing of the TravCon committee. I had the backing of other agencies, quite honestly. When, I, when we announced that, multiple agencies sent me emails and said, that's the right decision. Not because we were going to take people away from them. Quite honestly, they never did. They didn't do the, the agencies I talked to didn't do any pre-show events. Right. They just said, look, you're making the right decision. This is the way to go. We need to keep people safe. The larger venue there at Paris, the mask mandate there within, not only within the casino itself, but within the meeting space, Mm -hmm. the temperature checks that they did at the door every single day, and then the nurses that worked up front, the volunteers that were not scared to say, put your mask up, Oh, yeah. Up, right? They were on top of it. All the time. No, no nonsense. Right. Which uh, which was awesome to me. There are so many times I've been in like a store or something and people either aren't wearing it or it's pulled down. I'm just like, come on. And they were not scared about telling people to put it up at all. Nope. So uh, I I was so confident in our decision and with the, the support of the TravCon committee and looking at the way that the conference has changed and, and probably what what struck me most is what the what new travelers want out of the conference along with maybe some of the veterans that have been there before what they want out of that and what they want from an agency when you go there Mm -hmm. uh with all of that in mind we decided that we are going to up our sponsorship level with travcon right what we've grown up a lot yeah and and i'll be honest it, it really was that i called that that i've called it that i told my wife that multiple times like it's we we grew up we grew up a lot this year, and and I think that's it, it, I think it's smart. I don't want to. I'm not patting myself on the back here at all, right? This isn't mm. all my decision, but at the same time, you can't look at the facts. You can't look at the opinions coming out of Travcon this year 
and come to any other opinion than this. So next year, TravCon 2022, I know I made this mistake earlier, 2022, we're a platinum sponsor. And what does that mean? That means, <sighs> yeah, it means one of the biggest ones, right? And, and, and that's not a mistake. The people, the travelers that go there, in addition to the newbie travelers that go there to learn what the industry is like, that next generation of travelers are, are key to, to not only the growth of the conference, mm-hmm. but then to our growth as well. It's touching that new, that new segment of travelers, along with that segment of travelers that maybe had never interacted with us before, even though we did all of those pre-show events. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to do pre-show events. I missed breakfast terribly. I didn't miss getting up at 6 a.m. and walking, was it two miles there? I mean, it's a, it's a walk right. to La Salsa Cantina. But we went to a breakfast there with a couple of our travelers on Sunday. Well, you did. I ended up at La Salsa Cantina every single day. Right. When I landed, I couldn't check in until 3, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do, so I checked my bags and then just started walking. I ended up at La Salsa Cantina. It's not only is it a great place, they have great employees. Their ownership is awesome. Uh, And quite honestly, they got one of the best breakfast specials in Las Vegas. It's like home. It is. It really is. It's like it's like it's it's where we belong. It is where we belong. (laughs) At La Salsa Cantina, (laughs) the Miracle Mile shops. Uh, So plan on that next year. La Salsa Cantina, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. We're going to go back to our regular breakfasts. uh, and then I think in addition to that, we're going to go back to, we're going to do the bus tours because I think the one thing that I heard repeatedly, it wasn't that like, oh, I missed your pool party. Oh, I missed, you know, or whatever. It's, I really wanted to we're go on so the bus tour. so excited about the bus tour. Yes. Yep. And it seems so touristy and kitschy, but at the same time, why not? Viva Las Vegas, baby. Right. You are a tourist. It takes you to the Vegas sign. Doesn't get any better than that. No, I know, and it's and it's not like one of those things where you have to. You think like, oh, it's just a big drunk fest or whatever. It's not. You go and have fun, and you get to see the lights. Not to downplay the fact that you do get on the bus right next to the liquor store. You so. absolutely do. That that's not a coincidence at all. I'm sure it, that liquor store really appreciates the business from that. There are no laws when you have the claws. Well, that's not true. Don't listen to him. However. But yeah, the bus tours, Yes, I was bummed that we didn't get to do them this year, too. so I'm that, excited. Over and over again, I heard that was probably the, the one thing that, the people, that people missed the most, that they went on it two years ago with that smaller group, mm-hmm. and, or they heard about it, and they wanted to go on it, so we're going to do that. So those two events, for sure, along with everything that comes along with that Platinum sponsorship, I couldn't be more happy uh, with our relationship to the TravCon committee and everything that they have, uh, everything that they do for us. To you know, and everything they do for the travelers at at the conference as well. It's if you haven't gone or you've gone once, definitely consider going again. We'll be there front and center, right back at the spouse's spot, I believe. I don't know if that's going to change at all, but it's going to be there. Uh, maybe maybe Braden will be there again. I don't know. We'll see. I we'll will. See. I will definitely be there because I kind of like Las Vegas. I kind of like it in, yeah. in very short increments. Right, three four days, then I'm done. And then I'll wait for a year and I'll go back again. So there we go. Braden, thank you so much. Always happy to be here. See, this is how you end a segment right here. This, this right is how there. you end it? Just like that. So tell me, hot dogs and tacos. Oh, gosh. I, what is, all access ends now. <laughs>
Give me, give me the uh, here. Keep post credit scene. Give me the. What was the question again? Okay, so the question was the everybody gets the question of is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh-huh. My I postulate that a hot dog is actually a taco. I suppose the if you're going simply by shape, the answer is yes, yes. The simple end done conversation done. If you're going by shape, right? I mean by by bread type by presentation. It, it's a taco. All right. I, I, mean, I can't argue with that. I can't. A wrap isn't a sandwich, quite honestly. It's a wrap. So I think a sandwich has to be two individual pieces of bread together, whereas a taco is almost a V-shaped delivery vessel for the stuff on the inside. See, the whole question is, and there, I mean, there are tons of theories about what makes a sandwich, what makes not a sandwich and they are all based around delivery but yeah. one thing that i mean so is uh like a hero sub technically it's it's not two separate pieces of bread is it not a sandwich oh it definitely could be two separate pieces of bread just it depends on how you cut it right the fact that it's two pieces of bread stacked on top of each other this way and you eat it this way where a taco and a and a and a hot dog are both eaten this way the delivery of the food into your food hole Right makes a difference. So if it's delivered this way, but you eat it like this, no. Everybody tilts their head to the side when they eat a taco. Everybody tilts their head to the side when they eat a hot dog. Right. I mean, it just it depends. It's you sandwich. You eat a sandwich this way. Right. You hold it this way as opposed to this way. So I guess the answer to your question is yes. A hot dog is a taco. There are a lot of Hispanic descent who would argue with that, and I get it. I think on a very basic level. That's my answer. Atlas All Access ends now.